and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man that single-handedly saved the bees. It's Captain Tibbs. I did it by making a giant bee. That's right, Tibbs, and let's not forget this weekend is one hell of a big B. It's a big PPV, if I will, and it is our first pay-per-view of the Ignition Era, JWF Resurrection. We are going to have our champion, Scotty Moore, taking on the former champ, Momoa Curry, in a steel cage match. We are going to have the finals of the best of the best tournament to crown the new captain's champion. And then, Tibbs, there's going to be a match... Between this man in the ring right now, Blake Tanner, and a man who's just debuted for the JWF, the man known as Hollywood Hulcher. Ah, a lot of history between these two. And Blake Tanner, it looks like he's got a lot to say. That's right. I mean, let's not forget you mentioned that history. Uh, it started back at Palooza, at least this newest incarnation. Palooza during Blake Tanner's match, there was this static. There was this constant interference we couldn't pin down. And the next night on JWF Monday Night Ignition, it was revealed to be none other than Hollywood Hulcher, one of Blake Tanner's fellow students back when he was in wrestling college. And then, of course, Hollywood Hulcher, he went away, went to Hollywood itself, of course, earning his name. But he has returned to the JWF a changed man, and he wants to prove himself as a wrestler. But, Tibbs, let me tell you something. I don't think Blake Tanner, uh, who's had a bit of a losing streak this, uh, this year, is not not going to let Hollywood Hulcher get that win easily. Not at all, Sills. He is, Blake Tanner is a changed man, a terrifying man. I'm not sure what is broken inside of him, and I'm not sure that I'd like to know. That's right, Tim. So why don't we go to the ring right now to hear from Blake Tanner about his thoughts on Hollywood Hulcher and their match this Sunday. Recently, Hollywood Hulcher has made some accusations toward me that I simply cannot let go unanswered. He falsely praised my accomplishments, and in the same breath, he says that my ego has been running amok in this company. That I only think that I'm the best wrestler, not the truth that I am the best full-package wrestler in this contemptible cesspit we call a wrestling company. I admit... My 2020 hasn't been a banner year so far. I'm not really on a winning streak. But I am not running from my problems like Hollywood Hulcher so falsely believes. I am in fact running full speed towards a better year than ever. It was my fault that all of this happened. Make no mistake, I will own up to my mistakes. When I became champion, I got complacent. I was merely only satisfied with being on top. I I wasn't hungry anymore. I was just there. Being champion mattered more to me than being the best wrestler, the best fighter, the best competitor. And that is what led to my downfall. I lost it all. I lost every single thing that I cared about because of that damnable complacency. I forgot about the reason I got into this business. The feeling of fighting and fighting and finally coming out on top. 
The pure rush of adrenaline when you hit someone so hard you cause blood to drain down into their face and eyes to force someone into the dirt and break them to the point that all they can do is beg and scream for mercy. I miss that so much, Hollywood Hulcher. You don't even know. Is that ego, Hulcher? Is that what you're talking about? Because if it is, then you're damn right my ego's running wild. I finally got back the fire that went out in me, and I am not about to let it go to waste again. So let's put aside all of your fiery speeches, all of your trite nonsense about fighting spirit, having a warrior's heart, and all the rest of your drivel, and let's get down to what this business means at its core. Pain, victory, and defeat. I know how much it's killing you inside that I eliminated you from the best of the best tournament. So why don't you take all of that anger, all of that hate, and turn it towards me? That's all I've wanted. All I've wanted since the day that you came back to this company and ruined my life. Oh. Now gone and got my blood boiling thinking about how I could beat you. You want to prove that you're a champion, and I want to crush you into paste. So how about this, Hollywood? We get back to basics, back to some of the first stuff that we learned in school together. This match, this Sunday, this match will be no pinfalls, no countouts, no disqualifications, no nothing will get in our way. The only way to win is through submission, through pain and your tears. I can't wait to break you. Alright, Tibbs, did that get awkward for you too? Because, like, we're all about, like, that fiery spirit, but it feels like the fire's a little bit more south for Blake Tanner than the majority of our competitors. Sills, I would say the fire is very dark. It is very demonic. It is... I'm not really... I'm gonna be honest, he sounded, the kids use this phrase, it sounded like he got a little horny on main for this one, and it, I don't know, Tibbs, does it count as a pinfall, or I guess submission victory, if he murders him, because it does sound like Blake Tanner is going to br bring Akatana to the match this Sunday and stab this man in the heart. Yeah, I probably don't think that'll fly, Sills, that's... Maybe. I don't know. I don't think... No, we shouldn't promote... Okay, well, Blake Tanner versus Hollywood Hulcher in a submission match, which, wow, that word has a whole new context given Blake's promo this Sunday. But in addition to that are going to be the finals of the best of the best tournament, which, of course, we already know one member of that match is going to be the man known as the Dillon. The winner of Block A, and of course later tonight we're going to be finding out the winner of Block B as one half of our former tag team champions, the wild-eyed southern boy Sam Adams, takes on the king of Flavortown himself, Guy Fieri. But Tibbs, let me tell you something, between both of those men, I don't know how they're going to be able to hold up against a man like the Dylan, a man who is constantly evolving, constantly changing his game. I mean, we've seen this new technical side come out of him recently. I mean... 
I don't know if Guy Fieri or Sam Adams can stand up to it. It would really all come down to who is the more adaptable in-ring performer. The person who could really readily adapt on the fly to the Dillon's new style. And honestly, I think it might be Sam Adams. That's right, Tim. But for right now, why don't we go backstage to the Dillon to hear what he has to say about his two possible opponents this Sunday and his thoughts about being the possible winner of the Best of the Best tournament. Let's have a listen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Honey Potmick, your tournament boy here, with a man looking to capture the Captain's Championship this Sunday in the finals of the Best of the Best tournament, the Dillon. Now, Dylan, up next will be the finals of Block B of this illustrious tournament as Guy Fieri takes on Sam Adams. How do you feel about your chances of facing either of those men this Sunday? You know, I always get asked about how I feel about wrestling so-and-so or having a match with such-and-such here in the JWF, and I have to tell you that after a while, it doesn't really feel like I'm wrestling anyone. I mean, for the love of God, we have people like... The Hammer Man, like Guy Fieri, taking part in competition in this ring. It's not really wrestling after a point. It's me, as a wrestler, battling a bunch of buffoons in front of an audience of idiots. Think of all the great technical wrestlers that have been in the past. The Dean Malenkos of the world. Real wrestlers. Classic wrestlers. Technicians of this sport. I think of the people that I have to go out there and face week in and week out. It's embarrassing. So, yeah, I have a match coming up, a match. So they tell me, you know what? I am going to wrestle a match because I am the last real wrestler in the JWF, and I'm going to prove it in the next match, the match after that. For the rest of my career, I'm going to prove that I am a technical spectacle. I am the wrestler that all of the other people in that locker room should aspire to be. And after I tap out the next fool that stands across from me, and the one after that, I want to make sure that everyone who stands across from me looks at me with fear in their eyes because they know that they are just some jabroni and I am an actual wrestler. Well, Tibbs, let me tell you something. There are fewer men in this company that I fear having in front of a microphone more than the Dylan. He's a man who always speaks the truth. And let me tell you something. I honestly believe him. When he says he's the best true wrestler this company has, I've got to agree. His technical style has been great in recent weeks. He has been a dominant captain's champion in the past, a dominant JWF champion. And that's going to prove to be a difficult person to face for either of the men in this upcoming match. I think that he's gone. He's had such a road to build this new style up. And honestly, neither of these men in the ring tonight, they have never faced the Dylan with this style. They have never had to adapt to it. They've never had to work towards it. But the Dylan, he can so easily turn it on and off. He could even go back to his old style right in the middle of the damn match. And you wouldn't even know. 
That's right. Nothing worse during a catch-as-catch-can wrestling match to be punched in the dick. And Dylan would be more than happy to bring out that old maneuver of his in the middle of a match. But for right now, Tibbs, let's head to the ring for this. The finals of Block B of the Best of the Best Tournament as Guy Fieri takes on Sam Adams. And I think the smart money right now is on Sam Adams. But if you want to talk about a man who has had some fire, some uh, some ignition to really breathe himself into the finals of this tournament, it's Guy Fieri. Now, if there is somebody you don't want to count out of a tournament, it is always Guy Fieri. He always seems to have a trick up his sleeve and a snack in his pocket. That's right, a two-time winner of the King of the Steel City Tournament, Tibbs. Guy Fieri has been a dominant competitor in the past. Who knows if he can keep it up tonight, but oh! Before the bell even rings, Sam Adams rushing Fietti, taking him into the corner, laying in cheap shot after cheap shot. Our referee ringing the bell and now is forced to separate the two. And Tibbs, you can see Sam Adams did not come to play tonight. He certainly has that same fire that Fietti does. He does. However, I'm not sure how these tactics would work in a championship match. you got to think about your opponent, Sills. The Dylan knows every dirty move in the game. He's going to be ready for it. That's right, but he might just be using it tonight against Guy Fietti, who gets back up and tries to get back in it with a big swing. But, ooh, Tibbs, unfortunately, it looks like he's favoring that right arm. I mean, if you look at the replays, it looked like he took a bad fall into the corner. Might have a shoulder injury, perhaps something wrong with his elbow. And you can see Sam, ever the uh, vigilant eagle, grabbing that arm, targeting in, zero in, and wrenching on it in the center of the ring, just trying to pull something out of joint. The ligaments pulling apart, Tibbs, and Sam Adams might have zeroed in on what could give him the victory tonight. That big right hook of Guy Fieri's, that food fight, that is one of the most powerful moves that we can see in the JWF today. It could knock you out with just a second. That's right, but wait a minute. He's got Guy Fieri backed up to the ropes and ooh, launches Fieri off. The king of Flavortown bounces back and hits a big shoulder tackle, but look at this. Immediately grabbing at that right shoulder that he used for the tackle. He cannot capitalize. Uh, injuring a, a body part like that this early in the match does provide dividends where he couldn't hit the food fight later. Perhaps uh, Guy Fieri wouldn't be able to get the strength behind that snack attack uh, jawbreaker that he likes to use. As without that right arm of his, most of Guy Fieri's offense is completely crippled. That's right, and you see Sam getting back to his feet. Fietti launching him into the turnbuckle, goes for a clothesline, but ooh, Sam ducking it, and now what in the world is Sam Adams thinking he's got that right arm of Fietti, and what in the world is he thinking climbing the turnbuckle, and ooh, just drops down into an arm bar. The entire body of Guy Fietti draped over that top rope as Sam Adams holds onto that shoulder, separating the cartilage from the bone there on Guy Fietti's shoulder. This is horrifying, Tips. God, that could take his entire arm out of socket. That could destroy him. That could destroy his entire career. That's right. Shibata once again forced to call for the separation as Fietti just falls to his knees. You can see Guy Fietti in a lot of pain just trying to muscle that shoulder back into working a little bit. I, I don't know what Guy Fietti can do, but Sam Adams might be trying to end it as he climbs to the top rope. Goes for a big splash, but wait a minute. Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri catches Sam Adams out of midair, puts him up on the shoulders, might be trying for the food fight. Guy Fieri might end this right now, but oh no, the shoulder giving way. Fieri forced to release Sam Adams to the ground, and there it is right there, Tibbs. That shoulder comes into play. That's it again. This is the story of the match right now, Sills. Will Guy Fieri be able to capitalize on anything with the damage to his right shoulder at this point?
That's right. You can see Sam Adams bouncing off the ropes. And, oh, a big forearm to that right shoulder, just sending Fietti to the ground. It almost just looks, looks like a wounded dog crawling towards the ropes as Sam Adams calls for it. Sam Adams trying to get something big as Fietti makes his way to his feet. And, oh, unfortunately, finds a sobriety test waiting for him. Just stunning Fietti into the center of the ring. Sam Adams falling into that pinfall. One, two, three. What? Guy Fieri! Guy Fieri just kicked out of the sobriety test, Tibbs! Oh, look at that. It looks like there's still some old fight in the King of Flavor now! That's right, but you see he had to kick out with that right shoulder, and it is not behaving well, especially... Oh, now as Sam Adams works it over in that arm bar, once again trying his best just to pull the arm out of socket, Tibbs. Oh, uh, it, it's... This is just getting too gruesome to watch these attempts, so... That's right. That's right. I mean, Fietti, he's got to consider his career at some point in this match. He's got to consider... Wait a minute. What in the world is Guy Fietti doing? You can see Guy Fietti, he's got his feet underneath him. He's standing back up. Sam Adams struggling to hold on to that armbar. What is Guy Fieri thinking as he just... Oh, my God! Picks up Sam Adams, powerbombing him in the center of the ring. Fietti holding on for the pinfall. One... Two. Ooh, oh my God, Sam Adams barely kicking out, but you can see Fieri, he is back in the game, Tips. That's right, Sills. Now that he's gotten Sam Adams knocked off a little bit off of his momentum that he was building up, now he can try to build something more. He's hit one power move. As long as he can keep Sam Adams down, he can start to strategize. That's right. Holds out that left arm. Levels Sam Adams with a lariat. Then a second. Guy Fieri like a house of fire picking up Sam Adams for a big scoop slam in the center of the ring. Fieri closing on a victory. But oh, wait a minute, Tibbs. It's the Southern Boys. The wild-eyed Southern Boys. They were supposed to be banned from ringside. But it looks like Houston Longhorn and Spider Lockhart, the known associates of Sam Adams, are coming down to the ring. And it looks like they want to cause some carnage, Tibbs. Yeah, but I banned them, right? I, I said it. Yeah, I mean, Tibbs, they can still walk out. Like, I feel like getting involved in the match would have been bad no matter what. I think just saying they're banned adds another layer on top of it. Well, what's the fucking point in banning this to come out anyway? I don't know, but you can see Spider Lockhart rushing into the ring first, but oh my god! Guy Fieri just levels him with a snack attack before Spider can even do anything, but ooh, Houston trying to assault him from behind, but Fieri grabs him by the throat, stops Houston off at the pass, and look at him! Guy Fieri with the strength lifts Houston Longhorn up onto his shoulders, and oh my god, uses Longhorn as a bit of a battering ram, using him to take down Sam Adams with his feet before landing a big food fight on Houston, and Fieri is fired up, Tibbs, and let me tell you something. If you had to ask me who the best of the best in this company, who they might be, I think he's staying in the ring. That's exactly it, Sills. Somebody who can come back from the brink of destruction. Somebody who can hold their own against insurmountable odds. Somebody who can eat a really big burger. That's right. But- wow, wait a minute. Tibbs, Sam Adams. The referee was distracted with the Southern boy, and Sam Adams hits the low blow. But- oh, wait a minute, Tibbs. Tibbs, it looks like that low blow hurt Sam Adams more than it hurt Guy Fieri, Tibbs. Oh, all this trick in the book. That's right. You can see Fieri pulling out a metal cup. 
And let me tell you something, that arm, that forearm of Sam Adams colliding with that cup can't be feel good. And guys got that cup and just level Sam Adams with it before picking him up on his shoulders. And Tibbs, he's prepped, he's ready, and he's about to bring the food fight to Sam Adams. Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri's done it. He's making his dreams come true, just falling into the pin. One, two, three. And ladies and gentlemen, it looks like this Sunday at Resurrection, we now know who will be fighting in the finals of the best of the best tournament. And it is this man, Guy Vietti, who seeks to make his dreams come true against a man who we all know is going to be bringing a fight, the man known as the Dillon. Ah, oh, glad to hear Guy Vietti's still keeping up the old style traditions of bringing a metal cup. That is right, Tibbs. But of course, let's not forget, Sam Adams may have lost that. But he does still have a match this Sunday. A rematch against the men who took away the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys tag titles back at Wrestlepalooza. That is, of course, the men known as the War Wizards, Tibbs. And of course, we know the War Wizards, it was their first match in the JWF. That epic four fatal four-way ladder match. And they managed to come out victorious at the very end. Absolutely, Sills. They really came in and made an impression, and I think they're ready to keep this train rolling. That is right, Tibbs, but the wild-eyed Southern boys are going backstage right now, and you know they cannot be happy after this loss of Sam Adams in this tournament. And so why don't we turn things backstage to one of our top interviewers who are going to be speaking with Spider Lockhart. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage oh, here fuck with the... no! No, no! Fuck Fuck you! McDonald, listen right now, son. You don't get to talk. Did you see that? You see that bullshit out there? That should have been a DQ. Houston Longhorn's foot hit the face of Sam Adams. That was a DQ victory for the beer man. And the referee fucked it all up. That should have been our win, Guy Fieri. Championship gold belongs around the wild-eyed southern boy's waist. And that damn referee took it away from us, baby. So guess what? This Sunday, Sam Adams and Houston Longhorn, my boys, they were planning to walk in and have a good old-fashioned wrestling match with those damn war weasels, but no more, buddy. No, it seems... That Sam Adams, since he ain't going to be too busy winning the best of the best tournament, we're going to be challenging him with something a little bit more difficult, a little bit more vicious. A knockdown, drag out, bar brawl. Tell him, Sammy. Now, wait a minute, Spotted. You know Sam's really, like, knocked out. I, I, don't, I don't feel he's ready to speak right now. Nah, buddy, my boy's a freight train. Beer man's about to roll through. Tell all these boys about that bar brawl. You good, ain't you, Sammy? Yep. This is probably going to be the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. I'm telling you, I don't think he's fit to do this right now. No, he's fine. War Weasels, you turned the tables on me. You turned the tables in the wrong way. You got me mad now. I stood around. I listened to everything you had to say. I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another and you treat, cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. 
I'm issuing a challenge to you, War Weasels. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Tibbs, I, I don't think Sam Adams is in a good mindset right now. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what you're talking about, Sills. He seemed fine. Yeah, well, he's usually kind of a level-headed one. Brings a lot of fire to his promos, but... God, jumping Jeff, that was bad. That was a rough one, Tibbs. Yeah, Sills. You know, it might not have been his best work, but... Yeah, who, who's going to give their best work after getting hit in the head by a large piece of metal that was up against Guy Fieri's crotch? I don't know, Tibbs, but speaking of viciousness... I want to talk about another match that's going to be happening this Sunday as the man known as FOMO-san in his debut singles match here in JWF takes on a fan favorite in the form of the Hammer Man. But, Tibbs, we don't know what Hammer Man we're going to get. In recent weeks, FOMO-san's made accusations. He said that the Hammer Man is not the same Hammer Man of old, that he has changed himself to placate the audience, and that he wants that fire, that desire of the old Hammer Man back and the masked man seems to be wanting to bring it but I just don't know if he can tips it's been a hard road for the hammer man and he's got to make he's he's got some hefty decisions ahead of him and so I need him to know that I will be there for him for whatever he decides and whoever he wants to be at this Sunday's paper that's right I love him okay he's like a boy to me except for my other boy who's still in the hospital that is right, Tim. Oh, wait a minute, Tim. There it is. The music of the the music of the challenger this Sunday for Scotty Moore's JWF World Heavyweight Championship. The man known as Momoa Curry's coming down to the ring. But well, Tim's, I gotta be honest, he looks a little bit different as he walks out and Ah, Tim, look at that. That's Scotty Moore. He's got Momoa's jacket on. He stole his gear. He's walking out looking real smug. The entire audience just raining down a chorus of boost. What in that world is Scotty Moore thinking? Oh, yeah, you're right. That's not Momoa Curry, huh? I thought he got T- shorter. Tibbs, you've known Momoa like thousands of years. Like, I feel like you should know what he looks like. I was saying he had a much better complexion tonight. All right, well, Tibbs, why don't we go down to the ring and hear what this false Momoa, Scotty Moore, has to say. Hey, everybody, it's me, God of Law, God of the Sea, God of the JWF, Momoa Curry. Oh, God. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you guys see how easy that was, though? How easy it was to trick all you people, trick you into thinking that I'm the god of the JWF. Now I see how Momoa Curry got away with it for so many years. Because big surprise there, ladies and gentlemen, Momoa Curry, despite everything he says, is not a god. He's not some supernatural deity. He's just some dude. And at Palooza, I proved that he can bleed. And if it bleeds, we can kill it. Which is why this Sunday, I set out to do the one thing that no man has ever done before, and that's kill the myth of Momoa Curry. Kill this idea that he's something more than a normal man, because a god is only as powerful as his believers. And who 
honestly believes in Momoa Curry anymore, right? Uh, I mean, the man stepped into the most important match of his career. He got the ball to the 90-yard line and fumbled at the last second, Momoa. He nearly cost you people your lives, and it was up to me, your savior, Scotty Moore, to save the world. And for any of you that still subscribe to the cult of Momoa, I intend to break your faith this Sunday when I step into a steel cage and make Momoa Curry my bitch. Because that old man has pulled the wool over your eyes more times than I could count. And as the official hero of the JWF, it's my job to protect you from charlatans, from frauds like Momoa Curry, because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am your hero. I am your savior. And most importantly, I am your God. And at JWF Resurrection, I'm going to... All right, Tibbs, if I was Scotty Moore, I'd be running right now because Momoa Curry is coming down to the ring and he... Well, I'd say I thought he was going to look pissed, but he honestly has got a big smile on his face. Uh, I think he's got something planned, Sills. This is not going to turn out well. We might have to call crime scene. Well, he's getting in the ring and then... Oh, Tibbs, you were right. Look above us in the sky. That steel cage that these two men are going to be encased in this Sunday is raising down uh, around them. And Scotty Moore looks afraid. No, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait. What's going on? Put put the cage up. Put the put the cage up. As your champion, I command you to Oh, I'm sorry, Scotty. It's just ahead of this Sunday's match. I wanted to introduce you to my little friend here, the Steel Cage. You see, you seem to have some negative words for it last week. And old Cagey, oh, she really she really didn't like that. So I just wanted to get you two acquainted. And I also wanted to give the JWF universe a little preview of what's to come this Sunday at JWF Resurrection. Oh my god, Tim's Momoa just grabbing Scotty by the neck, sending him careening into that steel, and then ooh, rushing him to the other side of the ring, crashing him into that steel cage over there as well. Look, Scotty Moore's already busted open. He's bleeding like a stuck pig. <laughs> I knew I should have had them. The cage button right here. Do you want to press it, Sylv? you want to let the cage up or keep it down? I think we're going to keep it down because Momoa Curry. Momoa Curry seems to be seeking up something, but uh, wait a minute. Look at Scotty Moore, almost like a scared dog, rushing towards the cage, trying to climb out. But oh, my God, Momoa Curry jumping off the cage, cracking Scotty in the jaw with that big Momoan punch. You can see Scotty Moore falling nearly 10 feet to the ground off the cage. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. If Momoa can pull something like that, off this Sunday, we may have a brand new JWF champion at the end of the resurrection tips. <laughs> Did you see that, Sills? He looked like a fucking Terminator. That's right, and Momoa, you can see him walk over that championship, that championship that he held for over a year. And he is holding it high to the crowd, the crowd going crazy because Tibbs, this Sunday we may have a new champion and it might just be the god of the sea, the god of law, the god of the JWF, Momoa Curry. And Tibbs, let me tell you something, I know I might be biased, but that belt around that man's waist, it just makes sense. And I love to see it, Sills, and I hope we see it on Sunday. 
That's right. And in addition to that match, we are going to have the finals of the best of the best tournament as the Dylan takes on Guy Fieri. We're going to have that epic bar brawl against the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys as they take on the War Wizards. We're going to see Fomosan versus Hammerman. We're going to have the submission, unfortunately named match, between Blake Tanner and Hollywood Hulcher. And, and Tibbs, usually in a submission match, one man has an advantage. One man is more of a master of submissions, but both of these men are going into it with big moves. Hollywood Hulcher, known for the walls of Hulcher, that big back-breaking move. And then Blake Tanner is known for the Blake Panther submission, just wrenching on your neck, nearly tearing it off. I'll be honest, I don't have a favorite for this. Kind of excited for it, Sills. That's right, and that's all going to be on JWF Resurrection coming at you live this Sunday on the Fight Boys YouTube channel. Make sure to tune in. Come on the show around 7 and watch it live with us. We will be there in the chat chatting along with you. But, of course, until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can donate. You get access to exclusive content from the Fight Boys. And, of course, you could possibly become a character on our developmental territory known as JXT. If you ever wanted a shot in the wrestling business, we could bring you into JXT, Tibbs. And you know what, Sills? The more, the more of a shot you give us, the more of a shot we'll give you. Let's just say that. That is right, Tibbs. And then, of course, remember to support your favorite JWF superstars by buying their official merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Click in the Fight Boys section. Click on JWF. We got shirts for all your favorites, from the Hammerman to even a Captain Tibbs poster you can put on your wall. But until this Sunday, until Resurrection, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon. This has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.